0: Disclaimer What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off topic ranting. You have been warned. Mm-hmm. Lilo DiCaprio should play the illa, Michael B. Jordan to the Mrs. Starr, Her Jake Jilly used the smoke to see shud, we about to talk about who she keeps us. Lilo DiCaprio should play the illa, Michael B. Jordan should my Mrs. Starr, Her Jake Gilly used the smoke to see shud, we about to talk about who she Welcome to the show. Then your favorite actor. My favorite actor. <sighs> My Our favorite, favorite actor. actor. Alright, you know what that
1: means. This is the 2019 version of the Leo B. Hall podcast, a.k.a.
0: Ain't nothing really changed. Um, a.k.a. the, <laughs> the uh, podcast where we fall asleep in movies, but yeah. talk about them like we stay awake the other time. <laughs> right, give yeah. critiques
1: as if we're in the right and they're in the wrong for us
0: not seeing the footage that we didn't see when we sleep. asleep. I fell asleep in a movie, uh... Recently, missed the ending and just read about it instead. Like, instead. <laughs> oh you whack? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So this is the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies. Easily get off subject and get talking about something else. But you can almost guarantee that we might maybe mention individuals, make it the name of this here join. Them. You, I mean, you already know who this is. this is. Leo Archibald, and for the new year, I'm going by the new moniker Leo the Average because I'm trying to humble myself. Cause life be throwing you a lot of humbles, so you just got to humble yourself before you can prosper and succeed in this world. But you know, man. I'm still, you know, Slim Nate, a Slim Pickens, Robert Balmain Junior, Peter Party Starter, Belly Rolling, Nate Yawine, uh, man, who else I is? I'm we none of the sports stuff because sports is basically done. Um, uh, man, what are we talking about? We the Nate Lucas. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> the Nate side. Um. Oh, yeah, don't forget I'm the Fitbit Messiah now. Uh, Uh, The one and only. It's an original moniker. Uh, (laughs) Who else I am? I'm still Naquaman. Aquanate. uh, (laughs) Why do they call you Aqua? I don't know, because I talk to animals underwater. Fish or whatever. But Roly Man. I
0: got two wrists covered now. (laughs) We are now on Spotify. If you want to check out the Leo B. Hall podcast on Spotify, Stitcher.
1: Moving on up.
0: Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you use. Uh, SoundCloud and... Not Tidal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to... I, ain't, I don't feel like attempting to get on that. You got to call Jay-Z personally to yeah. get on Tidal. But it's your boy Joaquin worth, a.k.a. Pusher K, a.k.a. Kai Anya, Taylor Joy Van Zandt, uh Kai Dollar Sign. Uh, Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Cool Breeze, Thug Apatow, Neon Ember, the FPG. Let me make sure I'm saving this. And you can also call me Raymond Kane, Uncle Hami, and Sweet
1: Lady. Who would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me just, just call and receive, receive me like a package that <laughs> work. all
0: right you see any movies since the last episode i watched a movie um, entitled netflix original cam um, which is what a, <laughs> which is a blumhouse film uh, cam Mhm. This is on Netflix. Mhm. Blumhouse movie. Nah, I ain't never heard of this movie. <laughs> yep, it was called Cam. Um I ended up watching it. I saw the seen the trailer for it many times. I was like, "Nah, I don't got time for that." Then I saw the Rotten Tomato score. I'm like, "Ain't no way. This score, <laughs> this movie is this good." Uh went ahead and watched it. This is a pretty weird movie. Uh I can see why it got good reviews because it's different. They ain't made no movie, no uh, horror thriller like this um, yet. Um, But for me, we had like I want to say like ninety four percent, unless I am tripping. But the ending alone will make me feel like a bunch of people would be like, "No, this movie's not good." But basically, it's about um, an online cam model that does all the little nasty stuff for men and whoever watching and. You can get tokens, and the main girl she wanted to move up in rank. So all her little um, cam sessions, she would or cam shows, she would do real, real crazy stuff each time to uh, move on up. And so, uh, like one of the things she did is she um, had somebody go in in the chat and keep telling her to kill herself and all this. And so then she takes out a knife and was like, "Is this what you want?" And then she fakes like she killed herself, had blood coming out her neck and stuff. And then, and because I didn't know who the main character was, and I didn't recognize this actress, I'm like, "Oh, this is how they open up the movie with a death." And then she came back. I'm like, "Oh, she's the main character." So of course she's not going to die right now. But uh, and then she moves up in rank, and so she's at this um, house with all these different cam models, and she does a video. But then, and she ends up cracking what her goal was. And then there was another cam model that was out to get her that didn't want her to raise up. But the, it starts when she's just walking back to her room with her laptop and sees that her channel went live. And so she's uh, she looks at the channel. and She's like, "Oh, I think they're showing a replay of one of my old shows." And then um, she's starting to hear the lady say, or hear herself say some stuff she don't remember saying. So she calls and say, "Think you replaying?" People say, "We don't have that technology." and uh she can't get into her account and then the it's her she's seeing on a screen and on the screen she's saying different stuff and doing different uh cam like techniques that she wouldn't do because she was a a, a non-nude unless you paid for a private chat with this girl was uh, gonna get nude in front of the free show and doing all this other stuff so then She's trying to conv- uh, show everybody, like, there's a- somebody taking over my channel. they trying to figure out how this happened and who created the replicas and all that. And then it's just like a thriller from there. But it's pretty good until the very end because it's uh, odd. But, yeah, it's a-, it's a different type of movie right, worth well. watching. So it was all right. Shout out to Blum House. Okay. One of the mini movies now. What is that Her name's like Madeline Brewer or something like that. Nope. Don't know who that yeah. is. The only recognizable person is the school shooter from uh, Thirteen Reasons Why is in it. <coughs> oh I the said. Oh, Broom Butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> b- b- broom Booty. <laughs> <That's> My <me. laughs> <Not> bad. <laughs> But his scene of course his scene he's like Look. he got the, he just got the vibe of a tortured high school student because it's his birthday and uh, his friends are there watching video of his sister who's the cam model yeah. uh, the fake version of his sister and she's doing all kind of nasty stuff and they're just watching it laughing he sees what they're watching and he proceeds to fight them right, attempt to fight <laughs> yeah because he <laughs> definitely didn't win it. Yeah, he getting typecasted already and then she then her mom sees and she, she has to tell her mom like, I was gonna tell you about this But then that time It's actually not even her doing it So Yeah That movie I, I didn't expect it to Because when you first start You're like Oh they're just gonna be suggestive Then it gets uh, Not safe for work So <laughs> See some Do some weird stuff In this movie <laughs> Alright cool Shout out to Blumhouse You watch anything else? Uh, that's it I believe
1: Alright cool, cool 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 Um I only watched two flicks this week. First up, at the crib, I watched Antoine Fisher, a movie from back in the day with Derek Luke and Denzel. Denzel directed this joint. Uh, back in the day, I thought this was a really good movie. I thought Derek Luke did a real good job. Seeing <laughs> so, you know, it now, it's still a good movie. It's just not as dark as I thought it was, mainly because the score is so like lighthearted and uplifting. It like really reflects the the uh, message of this guy's life, all the trials and tribulations he went to to be able to succeed. So I mean it's still a good movie, but it's just not as good as I thought it was. But um Derek Luke did a good job. There was some moments where I felt like his acting was kinda on the reason <laughs> or on the level where he should just be doing stuff like Thirteen Reasons Why Now. Playing principle.
0: Yeah, but then other Which they talking about how good this new season is. I'm like, yeah, right. Right, I believe when I see it. Um
1: But then he did have some moments where he, you know, he's looking at like, oh man, this dude should have been one of the, one of those top tier actors, you know, black actor, (laughs) Uh, going going forward, but it's still a good movie. Uh, Then at the Theta, speaking of black actors, I watched The Upside, (laughs) starring Kevin Hart, Bryan Cranston, Nicole Kidman. Now, I remember when I used to be on Snapchat all the time, which I rarely am now, uh, Kevin Hart was, you know, shooting this movie back. It feels like a while ago. I know this movie got, you know, hit with the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Got put on the shelf because it was with the Weinstein Company. Trying to find a different company. Almost got shelved for life. I know it did. But so he was like talking about this movie, talking about how uh, he ain't never did a movie like this before because the type of role this is, a dramatic role, something you know. He wanted to expand his brand and his, you know, acting chops and all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah, they started making trailers for the movie, and you would think this movie is comedy the way they show in these (laughs) trailers. So I was kind of thrown off. I was like, did they go back and like reshoot or edit this movie so Kevin Hart fans actually want to see it now that it's you know they doing it smack dab at the beginning of January? Then I'm watching the movie, and you it does have like more moments of Kevin Hart trying to be serious and whatnot, which I thought he did a formidable job doing. There was some times where it looked like he was trying to be serious but in a comedic manner but because you're just used to seeing him like if he's being serious because he's doing it in a jokingly for him. So there was those times that wasn't coming off very well, but then he did have times where he was like, Alright, this dude's doing a pretty good job. Um but like as the movie goes forward, once the movie starts to loosen up and the two character two main characters in the movie get more comfortable with each other, that's when the laughs start rolling in and you would think it was a comedy and that like more Uh, the comedic stylings of Kevin Hart that you're used to seeing seeing start to pop out into this character that was more like reserved and like, you know, just a smart aleck and just have a bad attitude. So it's like that's like a good and bad thing because the movie becomes more enjoyable when that happens. But it's also it seems like that's not what was initially the, the plan for the movie. Like after walking out the theater, this guy was talking on the phone. He's like. Yeah, the movie was high, but it, w- it was funny, but I thought it was going to be like actual comedy, but it had more <laughs> dramatic moments than I thought, and it's just, you know, that's what I was like, it's because them trailers that they showed y'all yeah. tried to paint the movie a certain way, but I thought Kevin Hart did a good job, like his presence on the screen and, you know, just the way he acts brought life into the movie at, at points if somebody else was playing it, it would probably just been eh, him and Brian Cranston had cool chemistry. Brian Cranston, only like, really could do so much since the only thing he could move was his neck. Um, Eddie
0: Redmayne was probably watching the trailer to this movie heated. Yeah, he was like, I, I, k- you, this. I could have killed that yeah,
1: movie. I, just, you were just a fake me. But, <laughs>
0: uh, there were some elements
1: in the story that felt very weak, like, issues that they would, like, build up, and then once they came to what you thought would be a climactic moment, didn't push the movie anywhere, just kind of came and then went. The relationship between Kevin Hart and his son in the movie they try to build that up like oh they got such a bad relationship with each other you're gonna see it like progress and hit his highs and lows in the movie but you'll get to the point where you can see them actually making progress to having a good relationship you don't really get there until like at the end but it's like it went from zero to ten immediately and barely even that um But yeah, the movie was just, it was, the fact that it's more funnier than you think, than I thought it was going to be, made me enjoy the movie a little more. So, I definitely am not mad at it. And that's all I watched. So, we got another uh, special episode, per se, where we're once again reflecting on 2018 and the movies and whatnot. So, we got another episode dealing with that. But before we get to that, we got another contestant for our name. This bracket later. Bracket. We're almost done, this is person 60 of 64, Okay, and your actor for this week is Brian Cranston, and I need to know his worst movie. So of course he got a long filmography.
0: It's time. not Power Rangers, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> is it why him? We'll see.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot he did that. <laughs> I'm skipping over this 1987, 1988. You ever see Street Fighter Two, the animated movie? No. Skipping over this Skipping, skipping You ever seen a movie called Fool's Rush In? Nope What about an old favorite Like Saving Private Ryan? Uh, no Skipping, skipping, skipping What about Twas the Night?
0: Mm, I don't know what that is Me neither you don't even got a <laughs>
1: Wikipedia page Um, Seeing Other People Illusion Magnificent Desolation Alright, here we go Little Miss Sunshine Or You ever see something called Intellectual Property? Nah Love Ranch Nah. What about The Lincoln Lawyer? I heard of it, never seen it. I've seen it, so we'll get started with that. Little Miss Sunshine or The Lincoln Lawyer? Lincoln Lawyer's worse. All right, Lincoln <laughs> Lawyer or Drive?
0: Lincoln Lawyer, I'm assuming.
1: Yep. Uh, The Lincoln Lawyer or... I don't know what detachment it is. You see Larry Crown? Nah. Uh, I've
0: heard awful things about it, though.
1: <laughs> what about Batman Year One?
0: Batman Year One. The cartoon? Mm-hmm. Never seen it. Contagion? No.
1: What about a black classic like Red Tails? <laughs> I
0: actually, never seen that movie.
1: Yeah, me neither. And I got Michael B in it. That's uh, sad. What about John Carter?
0: <laughs> I have not seen this uh, movie all the way through, but it has to be worse.
1: Yeah. All right, John
0: Car- <laughs>
1: Carter. Just the fact that it's that big of a bomb. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: John Carter, or Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted.
0: And I never seen that movie.
1: Me neither. Uh you see Rock of Ages.
0: Yeah, uh, no. Who
1: the heck is in this? Oh, Julian uh Julian Huff movie.
0: Yeah, Tom Cruise. Ooh, here we go. Um, um
1: John Carter Total Recall.
0: I actually never seen that movie.
1: It's tough. <laughs> Total recall was kind of whack. But I probably would rather watch that than John Connor. Um John Connor or Argo? Uh John Carter. What am I calling it? John Connor? <laughs> I didn't know this was Terminator's <laughs> spinoff. Oh, <yeah. laughs> um, John Carter
0: or Godzilla? <laughs> John Carter is worse. Yeah. John Carter or... You, you could have see- just been called Aaron Taylor Johnson the movie, oh and John Carter would be worse.
1: You ever see Trumbo? Nah. What about Kung Fu Panda 3?
0: Uh, John Carter's worse.
1: John Carter. And I don't
0: know if I actually seen Kongu Panda three actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I did. It's
1: the worst one of the the franchise, but it's still better than that. Um John Carter or ooh, Get a Job. I, I don't think he saw this, but I saw nah. it. <laughs> With Miles Taylor and a Kendrick that movie that literally I forgot about they just that. threw out. <laughs> we <ugh. laughs> <It was> tough. <laughs> Just the strength that I've actually seen. I'm a, I'm a hundred percent sure I've seen get a job from top to bottom. I'm gonna say get a job, a <laughs> bit whack. Um, get a job, or the infiltrator. I also saw that that movie was a disappointment, but I'm gonna say get a job, get a job, or I don't know what Wakefield is. Um, I got some Jennifer Garner, so I know it got to be whack. Um, did you see why him? Nah, that movie ain't that good either. But like, didn't look very funny. But, but get a job is still worse. <laughs> Get a job or The Disaster Artist? Uh, get a job, of course. And get a job or Power Rangers? Get a job get, is get definitely a job. worse than that. <laughs> All right, Brian Cranson, since we come to The Upside. Wait. I think i got The Upside coming out. Woo! That's how long ago this movie was made. Because on his Wikipedia, The Upside apparently came out in 2017. Yikes. <laughs> but we know that didn't happen. So then that takes us to The Last Flag Flying never saw it um and i saw Isle of Dogs even though i didn't <laughs> like that movie i would rather uh, i know people going who actually you know if anybody actually seen that movie they're going to kill me but i would much rather watch get a job than Isle of Dogs cuz i know i'm going to get some bad comedy and get a get a job but Isle of Dogs this is just something I don't ever <laughs> want to watch all the way through. It's just something about Wes Anderson and his like style of comedy, it just it's something that I can only take in increments, not a full movie. So I'm gonna hate to say it, but Brian Cranston, your movie is <laughs> Isle of Dogs. All right, so that's number sixty. All right, so like said we got a special episode reflecting on two thousand eighteen. All right, last week we did the worst movies of 2018, so it's only right we switch it up and do the up. best movies of 2018. So I'll let you go first. Give me your 10 or however many number best movies that you have for 2018. Spoiler alert, I'm 100% sure I know what the first movie is, yep. but... Um, uh, number 10 this
0: is all based on the uh, penny tomato score system so they're not when I enter in my top 10 every year these don't necessarily what the heck these don't necessarily be the I think it's happening uh, be the movies I feel like I would just naturally actually put in my top 10 but real quick honorable mentions are mid nine is Mid90s Creed 2 Teen Titans Ooh. Go to the Movies and sorry to bother you
1: Okay, Creed too.
0: Yeah, he's outside of the top 10 Was a surprise I mean, off the sheer amount of superhero movies that came out <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> The fact that I, uh, the only one I didn't or uh, Only two that I did not put in there were Teen Titans and Aquaman <laughs> so, <laughs> But number 10 and this is according to the Penny Tomato score. If we look back at this, I don't see why I'll put this here. But number 10, Unsane. Oh, um,
1: that was quietly a really good movie. Yeah,
0: that, that was a good movie. Um, it's less rememberable just based on when it came out yeah. Um, yeah. and h- the time of day I saw the movie and how I fell asleep and stuff. But yeah, this was a real good movie. It was creative, it was different. So that's why it's cracked my top ten
1: Claire Foy's best movie of last year
0: Yeah I liked her acting in that movie Um, Number nine I got the movie I always say feel like it did not come out last year I got Tully Um, That's another uh, Good movie Mm -hmm. Um, Charlize Theron Diablo Cody and Jason Reitman They don't really miss when they all work together Um, So that's an enjoyable movie Number 8, I got a movie that I guess just kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me A Quiet Place My boy John Krasinski put together a real good film Nice, uh, good length of a movie Get you in and out, get you the story um, Again, that's one of the themes Just something different You don't uh, normally see that Until then like Bird Box and stuff come out and Not that that's the similar, exactly the same movie But it gives you the same vibe Number seven, which was the first movie of 2018 I watched. Paddington. Nah, nah. Oh, could last case? Nah. <laughs> uh, uh, a movie that, I feel like it actually came out in 2017, but uh, Molly's Game. Uh, I a mean,
1: that did come out last year, but people be doing that all
0: the time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Molly's Game. That's a real good movie. I liked um, hearing the story because it's based on a true story, and I just liked the idea of Michael Sarah playing Toby McGuire in it. And Toby McGuire clearly was a, a jerk, not which, so. Oh I'll keep going. Which is a uh, cool seeing Michael Sarah play a role like that. Yeah. Oh,
1: but not to cut you off, that just reminded me. I know you've seen that. Uh, Aaron Sorkin said that they want him to make another Social
0: Network. All right, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> I um, don't get Okay It's yeah, gonna I mean, be bad Is it about a different story? It'll continue
1: Like the since, See I don't want it to continue Just do
0: something different <laughs> Do the Snapchat guy or something Yeah cause of
1: course We all know Facebook Done went through It's shares of trials And tribulations <laughs> yeah. But like Going back in And trying to shoot That same Like vibe <laughs> It would not work cause Weird. to me It's
0: still gonna be Jesse Eisenberg And Justin 40 year old Timberlake <laughs> Granted, people age in real life, so I don't know why I'm acting as if these are stuck characters that you can't play.
1: It would just be like, how would they do the trailer? Because The Social Network is one of of my favorite movies of all time. And it's also one of the... it's just one of those movies that you only can catch lightning in a jar once. You had the perfect director, perfect cast. They going to do it again. Where you going <laughs> to get like where you going to get Brenda Singh from? I, I know a character probably has nothing to do with the story that they would tell, but she was in the first one. So <laughs> <laughs> she going to want to be a part of it somehow.
0: They just replace her with a girl from To All the Boys I Ever Loved.
1: I still don't know what the title of that movie is. I, I think it, that... Isn't
0: that what it's called? To probably, but to I, the Boys I Loved or something?
1: I done wrote it down so many different ways. All the Boys I Loved before. Yeah, all I don't know. the Boys I Used to Love. Is
0: it called that? I don't know what it's called. But yeah, number seven is Miley Game. Number six, <laughs> um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, this was a fun movie. Uh, just all around entertaining good animation, despite the way them second tra- second, and third trailer looked, where I was like, oh, this the animation is bad. <laughs> Um, number five, according to the Penny Tomato score, uh, we got Deadpool Two, which because they released Once Upon a Time in Deadpool, I was like, Deadpool Two didn't come out last year, <laughs> but I got that there strictly off of the Deadpool movie, and it was good. And Zazie is in it. Are they gonna? I know they said they're gonna release that in like, I forget. Then they said
1: the end of this month, but are they not gonna release that with the the Rated R Deadpool?
0: I believe once upon I, that's what that's what I was looking at. And was like, that's out on uh, Blu ray. Oh, so it already came out. It comes out tomorrow. Well, uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow as of when we're recording this, mm-hmm. and it looks to be by itself.
1: Oh, then I'm just mm-hmm. never going to see the movie then unless <laughs> I
0: specifically go yeah. seek it out to stream. I to double check. But uh, number four, a movie directed by my boy Bo Burnham called Eighth Grade. Bo, we Um, this movie was real good. It was just entertaining to watch a movie that felt like when it was ending, you was like, I wouldn't mind if it actually kept going. Um, it gave me that same like entertainment factor that like mid '90s gave me. But I think Eighth Grade is a better movie with um, better performance um, from L.C. Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, great direct, well, like feature film directorial debut for Bo Burnham, who's a super clever stand-up comedian. So I knew his movie was gonna be good. Number three, we got Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> uh, we all know why, but this was a good movie. Uh, entertaining. Uh, Paul Rudd was still good in it. You got Evangeline Lilly. I'm just, just going to name cast members, I guess. Number two, <laughs> number, number two, we got the movie that uh, black people put of whatever is above one, <laughs> uh, we got Black Panther. You been turn on Black Panther as the the year for. Christmas. I know I don't like how like when they get. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. Hey, that
1: movie ain't that
0: good. Uh, Black <laughs> Panther. I can get to up to number two based off of Michael B. Jordan's performance alone. Oh,
1: I thought I know where you nah. Going?
0: Michael B. and uh, uh, Caesar.
1: Chat up
0: Andy Serkis <laughs> Yeah, Andy Circus. <Serkis, laughs> their uh, performances as villains were uh, very good in this movie. So that propelled it. Um, of course, number one, we got body, psych, Avengers Infinity War.
1: <laughs> shout out to our Battle Rap fans out there.
0: Which uh, had a semi-controversy with who won champion of the year in Battle Rap, right? but I know our listeners don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but shout out to Geechee Gotti, uh, who won champion of the year. Uh, number uh, Second place was Pat Stay. I don't uh, know who that first person is. Uh, third place was K-Shine. Fourth place was Iron Solomon. Fifth place was Iron J. Solomon done came a long way since that one battle I seen uh, that he did. Years mo- ago. That, that was bad. <laughs> that was a terrible battle. But he, he's lit. he got uh, from two thousand he got the best battle of two thousand seventeen and came out like December. Uh, he had the craziest freestyle where the crowd was shocked. It was like did he write that? Like, he couldn't have wrote that because that's not possible because he's talking about the dude's shoes he got on. That's crazy. Yeah, Iron Solomon was a beast. He, if if he didn't, he took like a couple, maybe two, maybe one too many battles, and he would have definitely been a little higher in the ranking. The past day, he was arguably undefeated uh, in 2018, but... That's besides the point, and that's my that's my list. I can do a whole battle rock right podcast. <laughs> All right, me. I'm.
1: Let me just go over it, see where our, some of our stuff ranks. So you said insane was ten. Yep, I got that at seventeen. Um, you said Tully. Mm-hmm. I got that at twenty-nine. Ironically, right above that is bodied. Um, <laughs> uh, what else did you say?
0: Quiet Place. Got that
1: at number 12. Molly's Game. I oh, ain't never seen that yet. And then you said Spider-Verse, 8th Grade, and all the Marvel movies. Am I missing something? Nope. All right. So I'll just give like two honorable mentions besides A Quiet Place. So at 13, I got Searching. John Chow uh, and the actress apparently that I love so much, Deborah Messing. <laughs> Wait, am I am I talking loud? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought Searching was. I it had like the vi or the the ingredients to be a good thriller, but I just was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Even though to me it was kind of predictable, and I was kind of like reading the tea leaves while I was watching the movie. It still was a very fun ride, and I like when movies use that. That style of what is it called, like first screen or whatever, that style of shooting and use it to the, its advantage and make a clever movie. So, shout out to Searching. And then, so, and then at number 11, one that you got in your top 10, I got Ant Man and the Wasp. Great movie. Everybody was great. Continued the Marvel brand. So, I'm Marvel biased. So, I'm uh, unless the movie is just superiorly whack, yeah. I'm gonna uh, look at it favorably. Um, I don't know where... It, I forget what... It, I probably said before if I like Ant-Man or not better, but this was definitely a great Marvel movie on its own, even with some of the flaws that it probably had and probably and but on top of all the great stuff it had. All right, there's my top 10. This will be put on icmovies.wordpress.com in its own little post because I'm now going through and give you my full complete ranking list of all the movies. I already put the first... Eleven or twelve, you can see what those are. I'm in the process of, you know, trying to throw those out in the next several days, but like always, it probably carry over for the next few months.
0: No, Chloe Grace. Oh
1: gosh. Um. Carry all right. So at over. number ten, I got the favorite, starring Emma Stone, Rachel Wise, Olivia Coleman. It's a great movie. I'm also Emma Stone bias. But I just recently
0: watched that little interview series that they have on, I want to say, either Glamour Magazine or W Magazine, where they have two actors or actresses, and I watched the one with Emma Stone and Jennifer Lawrence. Like, they, got a, they got a weird little like <laughs> chemistry that, in Emma Stone, I don't know what type of... She must do some sort of like drug or something, because the facial expression she was making in this interview, I'm like, she's unstable. She's moving around. She Ray Charles-ing. <laughs> or the drug is called Fane. And then Jennifer Lawrence was Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty funny interview. And I, I watched one with Margot Robbie and Mike B. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird combo. I was scrolling, look how they got this combination. They need to do a movie together. How did they Focus pick them two? To? <laughs> i forgot about that movie i kind of like that movie but yeah they were yeah, they were nice. weird look i did like their relationship <laughs> and was margot robbie just fresh out the dressing room or why was her hair like that <laughs> her hair like, was this, wild just the style <laughs> and then michael b was michael b i really ain't noticed him on screen <laughs> you on the other hand were probably yeah. staring him down nah i didn't watch it but i put it in my Save for later. Didn't watch it. You watched half the it. video. Nah. And I don't mean half in length. I mean, like, half the screen just so you can at least see Michael B. Nah, I don't get down like that, but, you know, to each his own. Better love who you're going to love. Uh, t-shirts coming out here shortly. Why is not That's where Ray J, the one
1: place Ray J messed up at.
0: Nah, that's Leo B's bye, catch, yeah, catchphrase. bad. <laughs> nah, that Ray J does, so that don't exist no more.
1: Um, but, yeah, so the favorite... Um, one of my rising favorite directors, and i only seen two of his movies, Yorgos Lothar, I don't know what his name is, but <laughs> he directed this, and The Lobster and Lobster is one of my favorite movies of all time. Super weird. He carries that style over, and I'm sure the way he does in all his other movies that I just haven't watched it, into this movie. The script is great. He didn't write it, but you know he put everything together. The script is great. I usually don't like period piece movies like this, but the writing and the style of it is so Entertaining that is, you're forced to make a uh, an exception for this type of flick is super weird, um, and just the performances are great. So I really enjoyed this film coming in at number nine. One of the few movies I saw twice this year: Mission Impossible Fallout. Mission Impossible is just a franchise that just keeps getting better and better. After it, like you know, went down a little bit, you had the first three, and then came back strong with four. Was four Ghost Protocol? Yep. All right, then four, then five was Rogue Nation. That got, or some people will say that's better than Ghost Protocol. I thought it was on the same level. It had some better moments, but I don't know. I might might enjoy Ghost Ghost Protocol better. But the fact that it was that close means the franchise is on the up and up. And then you come out with Fallout, which is a way uh, superior movie compared to those two, just strictly off the action. The action that they brought seems just like a movie that you got to watch on the big screen. It's just epic but it's like real looking epic just every all the stunts just look like legit stunts not cgi which you know i'm cool with but it's cool to see a movie that just looks grounded like the word everybody likes to use in these movies nowadays (laughs) super grounded and just just like just it's hard not really hard to explain but i just can't come up with the words right now but it's super dope shout out to tom cruise He brought his A-game to the stunts in this movie. You know, he's always trying to kill himself in every movie he does. So Mm -hmm. I'm surprised he made it out alive in this. He almost didn't with an injury. He suffered. Henry Cavill with the stash that caused the ruckus over there at yeah. DC that basically ruined Justice League for him. Luckily, that, luckily this movie was good, because Justice League was trash because of the stash. And his uh, reloading arms <laughs> scene. Where- <laughs> and and, and Josh Whedon, too. But um, yeah. the fact that this movie was really good, he probably, he probably happy. He's like, eh, I might not play Superman anymore, but... I was a Mission Impossible Fallout, so it's all good. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a great movie. It has a couple of some of my favorite action scenes, and I definitely, surprisingly to say, cannot wait till hopefully, I'm, I know they gotta make a sequel, see where they go, if they can go up, or if they start to finally show some wear and tear in the
0: franchise again. He just no- announced that uh, what's-his-name is going to direct the next two. So.
1: Who, uh, Christopher McQuarrie? Yeah. Cool, then we
0: in good hands, because he did
1: Rogue Nation in this one, so clearly he knows what to do with the brand. Um. All right, next up, at number eight, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Great movie. The Like you said, the animation was great, something you haven't seen before, even though we was kind of hesitant, a yeah. midway point. When you actually see the full movie, you see the whole comic book inspiration that they have and how they utilize it. It's super dope. Just reminds me of how the creative minds, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, what they did with the Lego movie, even though they didn't direct the Spider-Man movie, they were the guys sheep hurting the whole project. So seeing how that animation with the Lego movie is so, the idea of really playing with the Lego aspect in here. This is a comic book movie, so they're really playing with the comic book style. I just thought it was dope. Some scenes look like it's a pure acid trip that you're on, but in a good way. Even though I did acid last night and I had fun, okay. um, but I'm not supporting drugs, kids. Um, <laughs> the voice, uh, the voice talents with the movie was everybody who was dope. From my boy from Dope, Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson. I always forget that Haley Steinfeld's in this movie. It's yeah, um, forgettable. <laughs> uh, everybody did great. It has some good action scenes. The action scene where they fight all the. Spider-Mans are fighting all those villains in Aunt May's house. That was Aunt May, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that scene was... Wait. Mm... Yeah, it was. I could not remember. (laughs) I thought that scene was one of my favorite action scenes of the movie, the way the movie opens. Putting a little spin on all the classic Spider-Man movie moments and making jokes about them. Uh, Just how it just... You know, it was very aware of that this was a Spider-Man movie in a world where we've seen a bunch of Spider-Mans and stuff like that. And how it was still able to be different, not just by putting black Spider-Man into the movie. Super dope flick. That's why Phil Lord and Chris Miller are one of my favorite filmmakers out here. And another reason why y'all should have just let them go ahead and do Solo. Because y'all see what that how that <laughs> movie turned out. Um, moving on. Number seven eighth grade this movie caught me by surprise i just saw that it had a great rotten tomato score i was like all right let me go watch this movie and just the script was fantastic from the star Elsie fisher bodied that role she really i mean she is young but she really just took on that what was she in the movie like She was in eighth grade. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She really just fit the vibe of an eighth grader who is unsure of herself but wants to be cool, tries hard to be cool, but fails miserably. So, watching all her fails and her still going at it was so uncomfortable to watch. But that's a feeling that the movie needed because I know that's what it was going for. You know, her being like Gucci at the end of Mm. all her zero watched videos. That's. I see where it just showed like the little views numbers of her videos <laughs> was so classic. I was like, dang, that reminds me of somebody, but I'm not sure. Damn, that's who. like when we go Gucci at the end of
0: each episode.
1: <laughs> like, super close to home, but yeah, the script was dope. It was very funny. The score was great. The acting was great. So it was just one of those movies where you're like, oh, I didn't expect that, but you end up being one of those uh, movies you see at the end of the year on all them top lists. So. Shout out to 8th Grade. Moving on to number 6, a film I am very surprised has lasted the test of time. I'm talking about in terms of its placing on in my top 10, and that is Game Night. I was 100% sure <laughs> when that movie came out. Like, this movie about to be whack. It's coming out early. It's not going to be funny. And then I see this movie, and it's hands down to me probably one of the funniest movies of the year. It's hilarious. Start from finish. The whole cast is great. Rachel McAdams, I thought she did a great job in the movie. Like I'm not I know she does like romantic stuff and is funny in those to some people. I wasn't expecting her to be funny, but she brought that charm and that comedic timing to the movie. Her and Jason Bateman had good chemistry. My boy Lamar Morris, I believe is his name. Aka Winston from New Girl. He was hilarious in the movie. Who else was in this joint? Don't remember, but the whole cast was just great And the fact that it was like an action comedy Like an action thriller or, however, or a comedic thriller I thought the added element besides the comedy Was what made this movie really good I just, I just remember laughing from start to finish Super loud, constant, nonstop. It's Just a great movie Oh yeah, Jesse Plemons His uh, plump oh, yeah. self was in this
0: movie <laughs> <laughs> so, Is that uh, Why you been calling him Jesse Plumpins?
1: Never called him Jesse Plumpins. I don't know why I would call him that, but but that's what I heard
0: you say. Never
1: never said that, but okay. But yeah, that's just a great movie. So shout out to Game Night. At number five, I got Michael B. Jordan's Creed too. Huh? Isn't that what it's called? Isn't that
0: shown on the poster? Nope. Oh. That's what I saw. Um, you thought this movie was called Abs
1: Never did I say it was called Abs Okay,
0: this dude just keeps saying he didn't say these two things That's what
1: you said when you watched the movie It yeah. was like, how did you like the movie? He was like, I like the abs I mean, I like I, the acting I did not say that Yeah, you did But I got Creed 2 at number 5 It was hard to place this movie I was like, should I put it higher? Should I put it lower? Because as we talked about it before The movie started out a little rough Yeah, that was in a- the acting department <laughs> But then for me, after after that little stumble Everybody else, they got rightfully back in their bag. They were like, oh, yeah. "We gotta remember who we are. We yeah. over here tripping." <laughs> I just can't believe the beginning of that movie. <laughs> yeah. It was like we really phoned in the beginning of this movie, so let's make up for it and really hit you with the one tear and all this other stuff. And it still got that storyline that keeps you on the edge of your seat, making you root for Adonis and whatnot. I don't want no sequel. I don't mean no threequel because I didn't even want the second one. But if you're gonna <laughs> give it to me, I will take it. Pause. <laughs> But it's a great movie, a great continuation of Adonis' story. Uh, Stephen Cable Jr., the new director in here, I thought he did a great job for his first like big outing, taking especially taking over for Ryan Coogler, who is now you know one of the biggest directors out here because of Black Panther. Uh, Rocky still showing that – I'm sorry, Sylvester Vest- Vest- Stallone <laughs> – still showing that Rocky. he can really act when it comes to this Rocky role. And then the whole uh, – what was his name? What was the opposition's name? <laughs> uh, uh, the Russian... Ivan Drago. Yeah, the whole Drago thing. I like what they did with that, even though... um, Could have did some things a little different. I still... Enjoy what it was. The actual boxing matches are still way better than actual, you know, real life boxing because there ain't no defense being played in these just straight slugfests, yeah. and that's entertaining. <laughs> even though you know exactly the beats that the movie, I, I literally predicted the movie mid, um, almost midway midway through exactly what's going to happen. So the predictability hurts it, but even though it's predictable, everything you're watching is still super enjoyable. You still get super into it. So got that at number five, Creed two, number four. Probably one of the first movies I've seen of the year. Everybody bear with me. Uh, Paddington. Uh, Paddington 2. It was hard not keeping this in the top three. Uh, I was like, ah, I ain't seen this movie since the top of the year, but my <laughs> I was in my feels when I was watching. So I had to, had to really think towards that. I, ain't, I thought Paddington, the first one, was like, oh, that was a surprisingly good movie. I didn't think they was going to step their game up the way they did for this <laughs> second one. Only movie out there that still ranked faithfully 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, because nobody can say it's whack. It's crazy. impossible. When you see it, you can go in there with a bad attitude. You're like, I'm going I'm to hate this movie. Then you watch it. You're like oh i can't tell a lie i cannot tell a lie <laughs> dang paddington in the movie had to do a bid because he was trying to do something nice for his aunt and then he, you know the, all the hijinks ensues <laughs> and ben Whishaw as paddington great paddington the character great key to your movie have a talking bear who's like kind of uh you know kind of nice and kind of stupid then i'll get you a great film uh, there had some funny scenes, especially dealing with Brendan Gleeson's Knuckles character. He was a little cafeteria head chef. It's all—it's just all great fun for all ages. But it's that ending—you you <laughs> feel it coming, but when it happens, you just gotta—you like, woo! I'm in my my feels. Like, dang, Paddington <laughs> did all this work, and to see, you know, see how all that work translated over to him—it's just like, man, that's that's the way you want to walk out the theater, feeling all good, and you know, just. Just really, just like, I really just watched, I really just watched this. It's a great <laughs> movie. So shout out to Paddington 2, fourth best movie of the year for me. Coming at number three, Deadpool 2. Um, uh, I know, I think I said when the first Deadpool, ca- or after this came out, I think I said this one's better than the first Deadpool, only because its scope expanded. Like, it did the same things the first Deadpool did, but, you know, with more, it touched more, touched more territory. So I think that's why I enjoyed it more. It had more laugh harder, laugh out loud moments, especially with the whole X Force scene. R.I.P. <laughs> the X Force movie that we'll never see now. Um, yeah. So I think it was just like I said, it's just it's as funny to me, if not funnier. The action is better. We got a, a better action director behind the the lens. So for that, turn that heat off. I give it the the nod, and I put it at number three. Coming in at number two, we got Black Panther. For all the reasons you said and just the fact that this was like a this was like a moment for the year. The fact that it was a moment and it's a big deal and the fact that it killed the box office made me enjoy the movie more. But on top of that, it was just a great movie. Ryan Cougar killed it. The cast was amazing. Michael B. Jordan put on a supporting acting performance of the year, in my opinion. Chadwick held it down as the Black Panther, a.k.a. T'Challa. There this guy who... Chocolate. Yes, he calls him the chocolate. He ain't yeah, called him that in a while, but we know once, uh, if we see Black Panther and uh, End Game, that's what you're going to be saying. We all know. Uh, nah, your mic, yeah, your, your mic is turned off. Uh, nah. <laughs> so, the the action, the action could have been better, but everything around the movie I thought was exceptional.
0: The CGI could
1: have been better. <laughs> the end scene with uh, Killmonger, him dying and whatnot, that's... That's a scene that should, with Michael B in the war, but it probably won't because everybody hating out here. Um, and it was just, just a great, just, just a great, great, great movie. And we got the infamous line where Sterling K Brown says, "Oh, I thought you were gonna
0: say Sterling Brim, like Steelo Brown."
1: Did you see? Uh, I was watching a Michael B video before uh, the Golden Globes. He was riding in the whip, and who was his date? <laughs>
0: We discussed that. (laughs) Who is he gonna? He's gonna bring Stilo to the Golden Globes. He's gonna bring his mom to the Oscars. He really brought you. He was
1: both just sitting in the car, suited and booted. They date. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to see if he was actually sitting at the Black Panther table with him. If
0: he was at the <laughs> table where well, everybody else got their wives and their husbands. and He got like, Stilo. He got here. That's
1: my boy, Stilo bro. Like, oh, y'all.
0: Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all brothers, were roommates. Y'all
1: domestic partners.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to explain that. And if, if y'all still like this next year and he's walking red carpets with you. <laughs> Just like with Tessa Thompson and uh, uh, Janelle Monae you yeah. know eventually had to explain ourselves yeah, just say, guys. I mean it ain't nobody's business but I wanna well, I've been arrested Yeah I just wanna know
1: <laughs> But yeah shout out to Sterling K. Brown He had the infamous line Hide the
0: straps that I'm pretty sure. Classic. Well, are the only ones who notice? It's <laughs> so it don't fit Sterling. Nah, it does Sterling. not fit him. And that statement in general is just crazy. <laughs> hide the straps. Saying that is crazy, <laughs> but when you when you're Sterling K Brown saying it, hide the straps. He didn't even look sca- him with a little gold chain. Something about Sterling K Brown don't say little blue t-shirt and gold chain and hide Baggy. the straps. <laughs> hide the sh- He said hide the straps. Hide the straps. <laughs> Sterling K. Brown says hide the firearms (laughs) Conceal the firearms (laughs) Hide the straps
1: (laughs) I know Ryan Coogan was giggling when he wrote that line Yeah I'm about to write something stupid (laughs) Oh Sterling K. Brown about to say this (laughs) I'm about to have him so out of his element Let's see how good of actor he is If he Uh, can make this hide the straps line uh, work Oh man that's funny (laughs) Uh, But yeah great movie And number one Number one no everybody surprised. Avengers Infinity War because this was not a movie. It was an event. And when it was an event that even though I knew what was gonna happen, or at least had an idea, and once I saw what happened, and I got all in my feelings and I know that it's gonna be undone somehow, it didn't <laughs> matter. I still did wasn't happy leaving the movie. I mean I was mad I was mad happy. I was happy that the movie was extraordinary. It was everything that I hoped it was then i was also mad like dang even though i know these heroes ain't really dead or we gonna see him again that dang like we ain't have to see spider-man die like that
0: <laughs> Dude, i mean it just did everything josh brolin as thanos was great very good even though it's still bothering me that he's also cable but yeah i'll get getting, over it i guess
1: again, he's cable but he had one year for you uh i mean uh what else the movie was it was short to me two almost two and a half hours it's pretty short Uh, the action was literally non-stop action great action scene after great action scene they was able to balance the the super serious dramatic element of the movie with the comedy that all these mcu movies has so chris hemsworth was great in it the guardians were great and funny um what else what else what else what else else? just the, the visuals were super dope even though we know this is like Nine tenths of this movie was came from a computer in the in the editing process it still didn't make you enjoy the movie anymore. And this is just the setup movies. And the bad boy, the big shebang, comes out this April. So the fact that this is the setup, and usually the setup movies are a little subpar, hence like Deathly Hollows Part One, um What's that Hunger Games movie? The third one. <laughs> uh, just stuff uh, like that. Those yeah, are usually just like those are just like made for cash. So the quality suffers a little bit this one like nah it treated it like it was its own movie and i mean that's kind of how they look at it because apparently you know if you talk to them this fourth one is a completely different story that's why they had to call it a different title and stuff like that but we all know this one is the this is the setup and this next one is going to be what really knocks it out the park so my mind was blown after watching this the this affinity war i can't wait to see what the okayly titled of end game is going to be about (laughs) hope the movie is way better than the title because Affinity War, even though they took that from something, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's a dope epic title. So Endgame it don't got that same ring like Affinity War have, but hopefully the movie makes up for it. So my favorite movie and the best movie in my opinion of the year of 2018 is Avengers Infinity War. If you got a problem, fight me about it, but I probably won't fight back. <laughs> um, all right. So Anything else we need to touch on this episode before we move on to the in the uh... <laughs> The punishment <laughs> segment, which is the title, we're still working uh, yeah. on.
0: Between two things, I wish I would have thought, decided which one. I, I would
1: actually with a comment with with yeah, their choice, right? but y'all won't even jazz. y'all won't even get this gravity post that is still up for grabs. <laughs> all you got to do is put up for grabs in one of the <laughs> comment sections, and uh, it's yours. We'll we'll set all the other stuff up behind the scenes. Just put up for grabs. You can get it. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Alright, so moving on to the will be named later Or retitled later Punishment segment You got anybody you want to put on Punishment this week?
0: Nothing I can think of right, I got one nominee
1: Oh yeah, let me go I gotta go over Who, who got the punishment
0: of the year? Oh yeah finally, I forgot about that Finally went through and figured that out So So we've been doing this for Two years, I guess I think we're on season four, as I've been putting it in my phone. So been <laughs> doing it. We actually went through three different years. Okay, so who was the champion of the first year?
1: Right, first year for A.K. season one, housing in my phone, 2016. The punishment of that punishment punishment of the year for 2016 was Ansel Elger. <laughs> <laughs> he received it three different times.
0: Okay, good job, Ansel.
1: <laughs> one time for being thirsty on Instagram for a rolling in Jamie Foxx movie. <laughs> Okay. Another time was his attire at the VMAs, mm-hmm. and another time he gets the blame for the Divergent fall, and just because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, has times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, season two, aka 2017, your punishment of the year went to Universal Pictures. Okay. And they got it because let me see if I can find what they were doing. Uh, Universal Pictures one day Or one episode got it For being overconfident In their dark universe (laughs) Yeah they deserve that Ansel also got it A few episodes before that For all the (laughs) Anselish stuff He did at the (laughs) Billboard Music Awards (laughs) This had to have been Before uh, Baby Driver came out
0: Yeah it gotta be
1: Oh yeah Universal Pictures Also got it that year For almost casting Timothy Olyphant As Dominic Toretto That's (sighs) wild Oh, Ansel also got it that year for Oh so He oh yeah he was gonna win it again but Baby Driver eliminated right. all the bad juju he did. <laughs> but he got it for being at All Star Weekend. <laughs> Just for being at All Star Weekend. Oh yeah, Pooch Hall made an appearance. He got it one week for having a Jerry curl and a Cosby sweater on and a dog's purpose.
0: So this is a sequel to that movie? That dog I that that guess it up. is
1: But it's not the the actual sequel I guess it's just in the They got oh, the, the, the dog's universe
0: dog <laughs> That's whack I gotta read about this <laughs> Cause they
1: call it the follow up But the actual follow up is a dog's journey Cause that actually has um, <laughs> What's that actor From Parent Trap <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah I ain't, I ain't gonna be able to figure out But it's on Parent Trap <laughs> The father and the parent trap. Oh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> that one actually has him in it again. So. All right, so let me let me learn about this universe. <laughs> All right, while you're looking that up, I will reveal who our 2018 recipient for the punishment of Here the year is. Your winner is four different people. It's a four-way tie, so Yikes. I'll let you decide who, who's who's um who's accomplishments are the worst. So first up. Your first recipient is DC Fans, mm-hmm. and they got it twice, and their reasons for getting it were first for planning to ruin Black Panther's Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. And then they got it again for... Where they at, where they at, where they at, where they at? You ain't gonna go past me. I'm looking. Oh, and they also got it for being mad at Deadpool 2 for its Martha joke. <laughs> Your next person is... The Oscars. Okay, they got it for their part in the Kevin Hart blowback, and for not nominating James Franco for his the disaster I artist. All about
0: that, that was at the
1: top of the year, then we got your third recipient is Fox. They got it back to back weeks. First for allegedly giving Gambit a production start date, and we can finally <laughs> say R.I.P. to Gambit. That movie is now officially kaput. And Fox also got it for pushing back Dark Phoenix and making it a and making a PG13 Deadpool movie. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, the new ansel, Ezra Miller, got it back to back weeks for his red carpet outfit around when Fantastic <laughs> Beasts came out this year and for still thinking his flash movie is getting made. Okay, so who are you giving the punishment of the year to the DC fans?
0: Okay, The Oscars. Fox or Ezra? All right. So let me just start eliminating first. I'm going to take off Ezra Miller. All right. Based off of he's just being himself as far as the outfit. He just living. Yeah. Uh, as far as the Flash thing, that is a little crazy, but that just puts him down to one <laughs> bad thing. If I'm going to give him a break for his outfits. So we're going to remove him. That leaves us with Fox, the Oscars, and DC fans. Oscars, they didn't nominate James Franco, but I guess in this time and you know, day and age, you, you can't really nominate. No, but Casey Affleck won one. He, that, then they then they gave that very year.
1: Gary Oldman got one. Yeah, and he, he got one. They they, they
0: both beat their wives and say the n word and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We just gonna throw all type of allegations on them. They definitely yeah. saying it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let me keep them in contention. DC fans, oh, they lunatics too. All right, that, let me. That Martha joke anger is crazy. Yeah. All right. So, the, what was the first one?
1: DC fans, Oscars and Fox.
0: Fox, Fox. We been knew y'all was delusional. So and y'all, y'all about to just lose y'all slay the Marvel movies, anyways. Yeah, Marvel. I'm gonna take y'all off because y'all y'all out of here. Marvel got rid of. Y'all. So that takes us down to the Oscars and DC fans. Oscars, what was the other thing they did? Uh, and the Kevin Hart situation. Oh yeah, the Kevin Hart situation. DC, the Martha joke, and trying to sabotage Black fans. You know, <laughs> which failed miserably. You know what? I gotta go. <laughs> the The punishment of the year is going to DC fans because yeah. the idea of trying to sabotage a movie in itself is It could be any movie It ain't even got to be Black Panther. But trying to sabotage a movie just sounds so funny and it didn't work. And it definitely I mean, didn't work. That's
1: how mad y'all because y'all movies at a point in time we know Aquaman is up there make making a billion. I don't now. know how Aquaman just because James big... Wan is that that dude. He made the biggest movie? <laughs>
0: Biggest DC movie by far. When you look at the Justice League numbers and see it stagnant at 500, <laughs> that is sad.
1: That's crazy. I was
0: at the lowest. Yeah, y'all. That's, that's like, like the Defenders. Make, that, yeah. That make, yeah. The, Defenders didn't work. Y'all work individually. <laughs> Which
1: might have got those shows canceled when you think about it. Yeah, something. They were like, like,
0: we canceling one. We canceling all. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, we led up to... This? Why did they cancel those? It's crazy. Netflix, <laughs> right. and we'll never see them again. Right, the fact that Punisher is coming out here in a couple, or a week. Just or... to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. It's just, Why waste this time? It don't feel as exciting, man. Yeah. but it seems like it's going to be a good
0: season. It looks very good, but at the same time, I know once this season, they need to go back, re-write, rewrite, and shoot a new uh, uh, last episode for this season. And kill Y'all got to write this story, wrap <laughs> this story up, because he's already signed on to do the Sopranos prequel. So he fits which, with
1: that. Is he gonna be in there for five minutes? Yeah. There was
0: another movie <laughs> I just saw that he's gonna be in where I'm like, he may actually be starring in this. <laughs>
1: Him and Frank Grillo should do some type of twin movie. Cause yeah,
0: they should do. They look alike. <laughs> yeah, they, they should do like a little like comedy <laughs> type movie where they're going back to their parents' house for the weekend or something, and they in the house acting up. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man! All right, so DC fans, y'all get the punishment of the year for 2018 for trying to sabotage. The Great Black Panther and forgetting in your fills <laughs> about a um, very make funnable offense from one of y'all's little whack movies. Oh man. Alright, so congratulations, DC. There you go. Y'all finally get the the award y'all rightfully deserve. And so hopefully come this time next year the award will be titled something differently if we can figure out a title for this. But congratulations to DC. You're at DC fans, you're in the Hall of Fame with Ansel. Who got actress next to his name and Universal Pictures? So congratulations! Can't wait to see who's going to get this 2019 one. Yes, our first person right now already is um, Warner Brothers
0: for that that skate crap. There's skate, <laughs> skate tunes. No, skate jam. Yeah, skate jam. I can see them having a strong year. <laughs> skate jam.
1: <laughs> Yikes! All right, continuing in um uh. Production company, or whatever you want to call it, fashion, I'm nominating Paramount this week because they're allegedly going to start production on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot this year. And that is according. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that is according to the producers of that movie, who are also the producers of the past two Ninja Turtles. It's Turtle over. Movies.
0: It's over. They got to stop. They have to stop. Like, why is.
1: Like, why is that the one you immediately go back to? We just had one, and like, I
0: can't get it right. That's y'all's fault. Y'all should
1: have. Oh
0: my gosh,
1: they had a Megan Fox led vehicle, two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, and the last one was 2016. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's crazy.
1: So, is there like I was waiting to read, like, there's like a con- in their contract they must make these movies before a certain time or they lose the rights, but I didn't see all that. So, until I get some explanation. Ain't nobody wanted to see those last two movies, especially that last one. They only saw the first one. Like, all right, the first one, we're trying to give this brand a chance again. They saw it was subpar. People didn't want to see the sequel. Ain't nobody checking
0: for a reboot this quickly. Real quick, um, the guy that wrote the books that these dog movies are based on, his name is W. Bruce Cameron. And in the W. Bruce Cameron universe, or uh, he got many universes, He got a dog purpose universe, which has a dog's purpose and a dog's journey. Mm -hmm. Now he has some standalone though. Okay. He got the dogs of Christmas. Oh my gosh. The dog master and a dog's way home. So this ain't a dog's way home. Ain't in the universe with purpose and journey. But he wrote that. Okay. He also has for the younger kids uh, a dog's purpose puppy tales. You got Ellie's story, Bailey's story, Molly's story, Max's story, Shelby's story. Toby story. It must be so easy to crap these books out. Now he also has eight simple rules for Rick, My Teenage Daughter, which became a TV show starring John Ritter. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I do I can do it, <laughs> I can do it all. He has a dad's purpose. He has eight simple rules for marrying my daughter. Hey,
1: dad's purpose. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
0: He has uh he also has the Ruddy McCann universe, uh midnight dog of the repo man. <laughs> Is this dude's obsession with dogs? The Midnight Plan of the Repo Man and Repo Madness. <laughs> Repo <laughs> Madness sounds so, crazy. So basically, first of all, why is two of his movie or uh, two books he wrote coming out this close together? Because A Dog's Way Home just came out, mm-hmm. and then A Dog's Journey is about to come out in the next few months. Uh, probably that's too that's too close together. He getting in his doggy bag. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he ain't trying to take food home. <sighs> I ain't even going <laughs> to respond to that. That was hard. Oh, Titus is in a movie coming up. <laughs> I hate kids. All right, cool, 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 cool. Um, but all right. So all right, I guess Paramount, you are on punishment for this week. Yes, that's nuts. Go sit in the corner and think of a better movie to blow money on. G.I. Joe? I mean, I'd rather see a G.I.
0: Joe movie now. What than other a, properties they got? Do that little whatever that space astronauts movie or whatever it was talking about doing.
1: Just come just come up with a uh, an original piece.
0: I don't know. Yeah, something. Do something original first and foremost. Yeah. It'll be cheaper and will yeah, be
1: cheaper, cost less. Still, people no one will probably see it, but it'll still be cheaper than. No one going to see this teenage mutant ninja turtle movies besides a bunch of kids.
0: And just make up something.
1: And who y'all gonna get to start in this? Who, who's the Megan Fox of this era right now that y'all gonna get to start in this? And do not dare
0: put uh, Michael Bay behind it. Yeah, it's dumb. Like, if Michael Bay ain't even doing Bad Boys 3, <laughs> which I've been doing some immense research on Bad Boys 3, because I want this movie to be good. So I went down, looked at every last writer, the directors. I'm like, ah, right. Keep it. touch. It's done lost so many directors and writers. Let me pull this up. I don't even know who it is
1: anymore. I am DB. I'm just hoping that uh, if Will Smith did it, him and Martin Lawrence, something about that script better be good. Yeah, bad. They over here watching. They over worst. here at Marathon and the first two bad boys. Yeah, together in a theater. Of course. Uh, I, I just assume they did it at their house, but i that It could have been the house. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, yeah, the theater.
0: Yeah, the theater in their house. Yeah.
1: Or they just, they just bought out a little theater and in the city. It's nothing.
0: There's five people credited with writing. Oh, wait. Um, you got Chris Bremner, who's known for producing The Wedding Ringer. And that's his top thing. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily. The Wedding Ringer is not what I want for Bad Boys 3. <laughs> we all know who Joe uh, Carnahan is. He's written 18, hey, <laughs> Narc, Smoking Aces. He produced The Gray. So that makes me feel like I got yeah. the vibe, but. A team's not the type of writing I want for Bad Boys. Um, George Gallo, yeah, of course, he did Bad Boys and all that, and all those movies. So, of course, he can be on. He just wrote the characters, though. They're saying. Then you got David Guggenheim, who did. He's a writer on Designated Survivor. So I'm like, maybe he can do a little something. He did Safe House, Stolen mm-hmm. with with that story. Nicholas Cage. So, and he did a Christmas movie, The Christmas Chronicles. Oh, that came out last year with Kurt Russell, so I don't like what he wrote, mm. so that's not a good sign. Then you got Anthony Tambakis, who did. See, this guy makes me feel like, okay, maybe the combo with those guys, but those guys, the other guys who wrote stuff don't seem funny, but he wrote Warrior, Gringo, mm. Jane Got a Gun. Ugh.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm really just hoping that... Yeah, those
0: are just more like a dark movie, so it fit better. I'm
1: just hoping the talents of Will Smith and Martin Luther.
0: They're, hopefully, they're Do these chemistry guys along. write funny stuff. It make me want to look deep. Like, where's like the stuff that's a combo of like serious action cop movie, but then like funny? And these people didn't write not a single thing funny. This dude wrote uh, Death Wish. Uh, wrote some episodes of Black Blacklist. Yes, people used to like that show. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm just.
1: I trust them. I I liked the uh, what's it called? That one Netflix movie Will Smith did, and people didn't. So <laughs> if the movie whack, it's gonna make its money.
0: But if it's whack, I probably still enjoy it. Yeah, but I just like seeing them on screen together.
1: Yeah. Coo 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 coo. Um. All right, so time to move to the. Uh, will be titled differently later, Rotten Tomatoes segment of the show, game, whatever you want to call it. So last week, we we found out that we were in a tie
0: for no suit.
1: Oh my gosh. We were in a tie for no black two, 2018, the Rotten Tomatoes game for that year at, what was it? 34, 34? No, we each were stuck at 35, 35. So we said Replicas is going to be our tiebreaker. So time to go to well, I feel like I said
0: probably about 90, 90% freshness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, nah, that would be crazy. Um, so, we're to see what the score on Rotten Tomatoes is right now with replicas. Replicas is not in the top 10. Man, that bombed. All right. Couldn't even get 3.4 million, huh? All right. <laughs> time to scroll down. All right. So, that's sitting at a cool 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 40%... Cinema score, so that's not too bad. Uh, that
0: is terrible,
1: but I guessed 19 percent. I said 50 FO, you said 33 percent.
0: Give me the victory there
1: and the title again for 2018 Rotten Tomato Sorcerer. Uh, boy. But since I won the what's it called the Golden Globe predictions, too. I ain't going to make it two movies because we ain't got time to be buying two different movies, so I just take the the bragging rights and just leave it at one movie, so I'm just trying to defend my crown.
0: No. Uh, no, I don't want to hear nothing. No. Thomas. Bar, 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 bye, bye. I'm not even
1: going to continue with what I was going to say because it's so much, Whacker. so superior to your bar, but... All I know is...
0: Superior, no donuts. Oh, my gosh. I'm the Rotten if Tomatoes If anybody knows, camp. that's a show. That um, used to be on
1: CBS. Yeah, it used to be. I'm still waiting for The Man with the Plan, season three premiere. Um, that show's still on? Yep. <laughs> I ain't talked about it, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm the Rotten Tomatoes champ. Come holler at your boy if you want grade-A predictions. I'm about to start running a company about this.
0: Nah, he I'm won about- by a flute because Replicas <laughs> is... <laughs> yeah, I'm glad, Replic- no telling.
1: I'm glad Replicas was the movie that it all was riding on. <laughs> but, all right. Oh yeah, I forgot, I still got to pick my movie I don't even think I even looked <laughs> at it But um Alright, so moving on to We gotta resolve a dog's way home I'll just say I lowballed that movie <laughs> And we're going on Rotten Tomatoes now
0: Alright, so
1: Going on Rotten Tomatoes right now It is sitting at a 56% It was just at like a 69 when I looked at it before
0: what was it called? Uh, what movie did I see? He was sitting there just dropping <laughs> like oh yeah glass.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I just saw what
0: It's sitting at uh, right yikes. now.
1: Yikes! <laughs> that movie whack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, M Knight, you just messed up your streak so quick. Yeah, I knew it was too good to be true. He's like I'm two. I'm back to who I used back, to be. Come back to me. Hey. What did he do to this? I knew he shouldn't. Have. He should have just did split two. He, he he M knighted it up. He shouldn't. Have, he shouldn't have involved. Bruce Willis.
1: (laughs) They're saying he, because he dumbs on the idea of superhero movies and they basically try to explain what superhero actions are and like superhero movie moments and they explain it to you. You Anybody need to be explained? Just because the movie's grounded, I don't need you to explain what like a face off between a hero and a villain is.
0: Let's, let's grow down. We, you know, on this podcast, we like to occasionally look at people's filmographies real quick. This is trash. We need to, we need to, uh, decide. All right. Let's go to the top because he has—he don't got that many movies. We'll start off with Unbreakable, Good. which is the first in the series. Um, hold on, what in the world. Uh, then we'll go to Signs, mm. which I thought was much I liked. So uh, the Village, awful. Oh, he was doing movies every two years. No, oh, he's been doing movies every two years for a while. That's, That's crazy. crazy. He didn't stop for a little bit. Nope. Uh-huh. He, the longest break he had was three years. It's because he it must literally take him like a year to like write these movies and then a year to direct and edit. Unbreakable, Signs, The Village, Lady in the Water. You, you just skipped a Six Cents. Oh yeah, words. which was at eighty five.
1: He also wrote and directed a movie called Wide Awake. Yeah, I skipped over that. I don't know what that is. Uh,
0: you got the Happening. Wide Awake is with.
1: Rosie O'Donnell,
0: yikes! Hmm. You got the happening with Mark Wahlberg and Rosie DeChanel. You got the so whack. The Last Airbender. Oh my god! If I'm not mistaken, he wrote Devil or was wrote the story or something. Mm-hmm. And I thought that movie was all right, but
1: I don't give him credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> then you got
0: After Earth. No. And oh. that's when he that's when he reached his whack peak. He killed Jaden's career with that movie. <laughs> he reached or his, his, whack his acting peak. career. Then he took his couple years off came back with a visit and with the visit you're like okay this you didn't this ain't this don't stink or nothing this is a regular movie is cool. and i was like there you go make a regular movie yeah, baby steps and so he did that then he came with split and i'm like oh i didn't know m knight was taking his time because that's what split was it seemed like he took his time and figured something out and but made it where a regular audience will like it <laughs> Not just somebody who like weird stuff See, And apparently he does glass and <laughs> dookies it up See if I would have done an initial reaction to Split I would have said something very
1: different from then Like taking a step back afterwards <laughs> I didn't like that little twist at first And I had to sit back and had to sit on it for a little bit But um, yeah so just everybody's just M.
0: Night Come on M. Night
1: Everybody got to get themselves humble in 2019 Luckily M-Night's he's going to make money so
0: he'll get to attempt another thing yeah, but he still sucks. So, M Night getting humble, R. Kelly getting humble,
1: Leo getting humble. We all just getting humble. So, mm. but all right. So what was I talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was home. All right. So that's sitting at um. What I say? I said like a fifty-six. Something. I think it's a fifty-six. How long is this movie, anyways? Mm, almost two hours. Okay, that's too long. long. <laughs> it's pretty slow. I'm guess. Uh, I mean, if we're going to keep it funky, the trailer ain't been the best. But I've been <laughs> saying that split was good, so maybe he hiding stuff. But M. Night going M. Night. Uh, all right, so a dog went home and sitting at 56%. I gave it a low 27%. You gave it a 49%. <sighs> it a victory there starting the year off one zip. Now i got to try to make my comeback slash takeover with this week. We got some movies I literally just, I'm just literally just throwing a number out here. First, we got Serenity with uh, Anne Hathaway, your girl, and Matthew McConaughey. So before you give your guess, only thing that came to my head was 30%, (laughs) so that's what I am rolling with,
0: but no, I'm not a tire. Oh my gosh, this dude wanted me to go second, just so you can say that whack bar. (laughs) I mean, I want to pull up some information on this first and foremost. Matthew McConaughey ain't really knocking it out the park with his movies. Uh, yeah. He went on a nice little streak for a second there. He was coming back to earth after, like, uh, the What was
1: that one movie with the chicken wing?
0: <laughs> Killer Jeff. Yeah. That was classic. All right, so who we got in this movie? We got Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Jason Clark, Diane Lane, Diamond, I'm in every movie, Hansu. This movie is directed by Steven Knight. We may know him from World War Z. We know we know him from. Did he, don't tell me he directed November Criminals, because I'll have a whole. No, he didn't direct it. He just produced it. He was behind the season one of
1: Daredevil. Yeah,
0: that he had a little good. I thought that was D Knight. It might have been. Did you, did you take a little piece of his name away? It probably was Stephen his D. Mind. Knight. Now, that sounds fake. That's sound not like I made that up just now.
1: I mean, his 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 is here, so yep, I guess that is him. <laughs> oh my gosh, These guys got to get coming with different names. Yeah, it's you got throw a B in it he, so you
0: don't mix him up with a basketball player.
1: He wrote the Girl in the Spider's Web,
0: and that is a whack movie. You got a bad audience score, bad what, <laughs> critic score. Who,
1: what has Stephen D. Knight done then? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh!
0: All right, I'm giving this movie. This movie is an hour, 46 minutes. He plays a fish boat captain. There ain't no
1: way that he goes back to positives after the three <laughs> craps that he done dropped recently. Yeah,
0: 30% is... a is
1: Who was it? Allied? Is that that movie with Brad Pitt? Yep. I'm, I thought that movie sit up.
0: Dang. So, I mean, I got to go lower. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 38%. <laughs>
1: Because
0: right. it, it got to be in the 30s. All right,
1: so I gave it a 30%. You're with 38. Next movie is Ms. Bala.
0: Oh, yeah. This this got to be low <laughs> I just recently saw the trailer for this. I was like, uh.
1: They keep smacking me in the face with all the movies I've been seeing lately. I'm going with a 30% as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't. I just this don't This directed
0: by, ain't this directed by Arante uh, Johnson's girl? I'm not mis- our girl. Is that her? His older lady yeah. of a wife. <laughs> yeah, well, I think she did direct this. All right, so she uh, the-, the greatest background of movies either. We know what she got on her uh, list. Twilight, uh, the Shades of Gray. Yeah, she did. Red Riding Hood. If anybody remembers that movie, I kind of do with, with Amanda Watson. Seyfried. Did Emma Watson do one? <laughs> I have no clue. Or
1: maybe I'm, oh, I'm thinking. <coughs> I'm thinking of Beauty and the Beast.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, this is Amanda Seyfried, Gary Oldman. Uh, Who's so Gary Oldman, the wolf. I have no clue. And so she, she got some movies. Her, she got some
1: stinkers.
0: Yeah. What was Twilight? This one's along the lines of Twilight. I'm giving this one 40%. forty percent. Forty. That's high.
1: I mean, it could be a surprise. I mean, really?
0: that, uh, there's a reason why Aaron Taylor don't do no, no movies with his wife.
1: Maybe this movie will only be reviewed by the uh, ethnic crowd, and they're gonna give it some. Yeah, movies. that's why.
0: That's why I was giving it that little higher.
1: They'll give it two tacos up. <laughs> <I'm
0: done. laughs> we all know <laughs> exactly. when they when the. <laughs> Might as well go down with the ship when, when, when the two reviewers uh, do it, they give it two maracas up or two, mar- <laughs>
1: two shakes of the maraca. Yeah. When, you <laughs> it, or when
0: you hear when you see a low rider bounce up and down, I mean they like the movie. <laughs> How many low rider bounces are you gonna give me? <laughs> hey, say we gonna give it two low rider bounces. Oh man, is she even Mexican? Her last name is Rodriguez. <laughs> She's either Mexican or the uh, third baseman on the on the Red Sox.
1: Not even third is Rodriguez.
0: Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the
1: Gina, It is Gina
0: Rodriguez. It is yeah. right. Uh, okay. If it's not her, <laughs> <laughs> we just. <or> either way. <laughs> Dang, this might be the girl from uh, Fruitville Station. Is it?
1: What's her name?
0: Mm, uh, something Melanie Diaz? Melanie Diaz? Yeah. Something like
1: that? She was in a movie recently, too.
0: She's on Charmed, ain't she? Yeah, that's is what it Charmed is. Is Charmed still on? Yeah, it's Charmed. I mean, is- Charmed, the follow-up.
1: Is Gina Rodriguez on that show?
0: By the way... <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson is not married to Katherine Hardwick or whatever her name is. Aaron Taylor Johnson is married to Sam something Taylor Johnson. Yeah, we might have been throwing out some very,
1: some very wrong facts this last five minutes. This has been, this has been
0: awful. This is one of the worst. Yikes. It, I ain't usually that bad where I'm just blatantly saying the wrong person ain't got the same name. All right, yeah. so Kathleen Harwick is Twilight. Aaron Taylor Johnson's wife is 50 Shades. Yeah. Okay. Her name's Sam. I just Wiki. saw an old Caucasian lady and assumed that was Aaron Taylor oh, yeah. Johnson. That's ATJ. Wife. That's either ATJ's girl or that's uh, <laughs> Sarah Paulson's girl. Yeah, Sarah Paulson, you're interesting. Whew. Well, then, that made me exhausted. <laughs> All right, so that Ms. Bala, I gave a 30%, you gave a
1: 40%, we will resolve those in the coming weeks. Aaron Taylor Johnson's wife is in uh her 50s. And he's what, low 30s? He is.
0: Gang gang. He is 28 he years old. He's in his 20s? <laughs> My this is a gosh. gosh, Man, he was born in the 90s. 90s baby. I wish I was that. Uh... <laughs> is young That's crazy he's been with, And he's been with her For quite some time Yeah he She's nasty He gotta He gotta He gotta play the field A little bit uh, Dang uh, Yeah he,
1: he didn't gonna even get, be, get, be yeah. gonna be hey, He
0: didn't even get Out there and uh, Run through like The Cara Delevings <laughs> And <Ugh>. Slayers <So> <laughs> Royal Oats As a Jan
1: a... What is his name <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Coming to America sequel
0: has been greenlit. Oh, James yeah. Earl Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is James Earl Jones alive? Because it... did he just do Darth Vader? He is kinda... he dark? No, he's in Lion King. <laughs> yeah, but he got to be alive. He's in a new Lion
1: King. Is him and Forrest Whitaker related? Because they look alike. Forrest Whitaker <laughs> look like he could play James Earl Jones and play <laughs> him in
0: a movie. <laughs> he played James Earl Jones' son. Yeah. <laughs> be, is James Earl Jones old enough to be? Geeks. <laughs> he got to be. Oh man. Alright, so what are we uh doing now? what is the Blu-rays now? Um by uh, just another little Aaron Taylor Johnson update. He is going to be in a movie directed by his wife that him and his wife wrote. Oh gosh, we'll see how this turns out. It's probably gonna be great. Hopefully it their relationship and niggas split up. It <laughs> 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 got uh it's Aaron Taylor, Billy Bob Thornton, Charlie Hunnam, Giovanni Rabisi. Yeah, uh, I don't, don't know about this cast <laughs> <laughs> Separately, they could, but Juliet Lewis Together, I don't know if that's a match made in movie heaven uh, Anyways, did we stretched this episode to a length yeah. that it didn't need to be <laughs> It was about to be 50 minutes <laughs> um, well,
1: Alright, so what is it, Blu-rays, I think?
0: Blue Blu-rays, let me pull these up No diapers God. Okay, let me make sure I'm talking into the microphone oh, We geez. have... A movie that I felt like we did last week, but we couldn't have Halloween. I put that as a. Uh, I, mean, I put that as an accept as a gift, a love one. It was a cool movie. Uh, I take it. We have the aforementioned Once Upon a Deadpool, a I, movie that hasn't I haven't seen, but me neither. I once. feel like it's the same thing.
1: Right. So I, yeah, I went from really wanting to see it to when it came, I just didn't care that I didn't see it, but. I'll put as a must own only if it comes with Deadpool Two. And
0: from the looks, by them, its, let me click
1: on this. If they don't ever release those together, I just don't know what to think.
0: Have to, I know they got to do one with all three of them. They, yeah, that's that's just crazy to me.
1: If that doesn't, they don't eventually come together. I could, maybe they're trying to stretch it out, like you know, package it separately, then package it together. But yeah, if it so comes right separately, now, it
0: looks to be just this one in it. All right, then I will just put it in my stream just so I can actually see it. Fourteen ninety six.
1: I I don't need it because I know it ain't gonna be good. I'm and especially when I'm just gonna have the second
0: one there or the the original second one. All right, and so that's all. Oh no, that's not all. For did you see the old man in the gun? Nope. Did you see Goosebumps too? Nope. All right, so that takes us to throwbacks. Uh, there's some good ones that released as you know over the last few weeks. They ain't been re-releasing no. Uh, like older movies, but now we got a bunch. Let's go with eh, let's go with Crimson Peak. I don't ever want to see that garbage <laughs> again. That movie was a gothic mess. I'm <laughs> um, scrape. Alright, no, you're not that's not what nobody would ever be saying. And that's it for this week.
1: All right. Well then I guess that's this is another two thousand and nineteen edition of the Leo B Gyllen Hall podcast, which you can now find on Spotify. Just type in Leo B-G Or G-Y So gee That's <laughs> what everybody be saying you are Nah they ain't, they ain't got the the kahunas to say that to my face and They be like he's a gee. <laughs> But uh yeah type that in it's on there, it's on Stitcher. it's on iTunes It's on SoundCloud Find us on Instagram At Leo B Gyllenhaal, I don't know if it's on, With podcast or not I don't uh, think it is <laughs> Well just type that in and You see the logo. Um, I'm missing something. I see movies.wordpress.com is all the episodes. Um, Make sure you uh, still go find Share the Door on YouTube and on Instagram. It should all be returning soon. Hopefully in an improved fashion. Um, I think that's all. And it's your boy, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Leo the Average, taking on one movie at a time. Man, who else I am The Fitbit Messiah, the one and only, uh. the original. Hey, uh, we all know I'm Nate. Man, the Nate side, the Up Nate, uh, the Aqua Nate, a Nate's way home, a dog's way Nate. Spider Man into the Naterverse, Nater Man into the Spiderverse, Nate Room, Escape Nate, Nate Poppins returns, Mary Nate returns. Nable Bumble Nate (sighs) The Nate (laughs) Nace (laughs) And Roley
0: Man Uh, Fantastical on Instagram The Great Musical and everything else is Joaquin Penisworth aka Pusha K uh, Kayanya Taylor Joy You can call me Fossil Man the Fitbit Messiah Terry Hightower Chevy K Chorus Kojo Cool Breeze The Hibachi Chef Neon Ember The FPG The Bar Technician Raymond Kane The Word Bender Uncle Hami The Big Man Hoodie K Sweet lady Would you be mine? mine? My sweet love for a, a lifetime? lifetime I'll be there when, when you need, need me. me Just call and receive me Right? Oh. All right and I And we
1: we all know the Oscar nominations will be announced on the 22nd. So that means next episode we're going to have to reveal the 2019 IC Movie Awards, aka the Golden 80s. aka used to be the Fly Papies. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um Yep, so look out for those nominations And then once that you hear the episode Go ahead and vote on com. Alright, we look out for the bonus episode That is also going to be dropping this week You're going to have to list the episode To figure out what we're going to be talking about Um, and Alright, we got somebody Because we said we're going to Oh yeah, uh, do it weekly Yeah, do a weekly uh, Throw somebody in to see uh, Nobody like who stood out yeah, nobody was bad in anything I watched. Nah, and the upside right. nobody was trash in that movie. Nice. I didn't get to see replicas, so Keanu Reeves. Don't yeah, get to get it. he ain't <laughs> nothin' <would've> sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because he would he would have had to come off once John Wick Three comes out. But yeah, that
0: feels like it's too long from now. <laughs>
1: he would have rode for a little bit at least. All right, so right now yes, it's
0: still clear. Yeah. Shout out to King Ansel, the Baby Driver. All right,
1: Cara Delevingne did lose about like 50,000 50, followers because she supported our Kellys. So. You're, daily <laughs> mean? You're nuts. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I guess. Oh. Right,
1: so everybody clear in the clear for this week. So we're going to get that starting five by the end of the year. Yep. They're I can't wait be, to
0: see. Someone's going to do something.
1: They're going to be able to go heads up with the Warriors. So, I'm going to see. All, all right. right. So, I guess we're going to end this off with a yeah. goodbye.